Bump and Run with Bernie and Dalby. Presented by Burrito Express, your local burrito joint. Now, here's Brett Bernheisel and Steve Dalby. Well, here we are again. And guess what? Back-to-back weeks of doing the most inconsistent podcast in America. We got it done. And this is... And a lot of people said, you know, hey, it's show 23. And this is very bland because I have a very bland uh, company that does the stuff for me. They said, you should buy a Michael Jordan jersey. Do you know what that cost? So this is actually show number one without Steve Dalby. It's just Shu and I. Hi, Shu. Hello, how are you doing? Doing? I'm doing well. It's fun to be here. It's fun to have. I had to make a new graphic for the show today. I had to get my name in there. I had to make sure my camera was all set up. It's uh, it's good. But uh, you had the, you had the cards backwards. It was show thirty two. Oh, I did. According to the cards, yeah, you had on, the two, you had the three and the two the wrong direction. So for the yeah, thumbnail, if you a... could fix that, please. All right, give me a second here. Yeah. Okay. Let's just do it like this. Let's just go old school. Two. Okay. Three. Three, two, three, Thank you. Thank you. two, three. Yeah, I wasn't buying a Michael J- uh, Jordan jersey, but oh, yeah, this expensive. is. They are. Yeah, he was one of the maybe the greatest basketball player of all time. Um, so this is weird because I don't think in all the years that we did the show together live on radio, I don't remember. Did you and I ever do a show just you and I? We might have. I don't. I don't recall one offhand. Uh, most of the time, it was the three of us together doing a show. Yeah. It was never just myself and you. I don't think. But maybe. Maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe we're both wrong. And there was a time. Well, it is what it is. Before we get started, what I want to talk about on the show, um, I got called out, and uh, rightfully so, oh. by our biggest. Yeah, by our biggest supporter a guy that used to do a show with us and you've done a show with him i have our friend our, our friend chris severson yeah he called me out and and i'm going to give him total kudos because last week we were talking about major championships and on this program last week i mentioned that you should bet brooks kepka every single major and the Tournament Players Championship, which is a major, and the Phoenix Open. Mm-hmm. I didn't give him credit. And he should have got credit because he's the one that basically came out and said to me, you got to bet Brooks Kepka every single major. And he wasn't mad. He wasn't pissed. I had to buy him a beer. But I said, I'll make it up to you. So Chris Severson, thank you very much for following the show being part of the show but i do apologize sincerely for not mentioning you last week on this program well now that you got that out of the way you got that apology out of the way give him credit where credit is due and maybe over maybe too much credit but i'm still giving him credit you know it's just <laughs> nice not you know so far we've done this show now we've been on the air for two minutes and dalby hasn't told me bernie stop bernie bernie stop so he hasn't done that yet which is pretty cool but i do uh he he does he did uh, fax me his uh, who you got pick that we'll do a little bit later. He faxed. faxed. He, okay. Yeah. Well, you don't have a fax machine? I do not have a fax machine. I know he couldn't mail it to you because it was it was President's Day today when we're recording, so there's no mail delivery. So that's how he got it to you, huh? He could just couldn't shoot you a text. No, he faxed. Okay. All right. He's old school. He's hey, listen. Him and I are a lot older than you are, too. So just let us let us go. 
Um, all right, so uh, real quick, let's uh, recap what happened this week. Joaquin Neiman wire to wire at uh, at Riviera in a five shot lead with five holes to go. Made it interesting. Colin Morikawa came close. Um, good win for for Neiman. Pretty cool that Sergio stood at the last green and waited for him. Pretty cool that Mito Pereira, who's a rookie on the PGA Tour, who grew up with Joaquin Neiman, actually broke down in tears watching the ceremony when Tiger um, gave him the trophy. Cameron Young, a guy that finished tied for second as well. A lot of people are like, who the hell's Cameron Young? Well, let me tell you something, everybody. This guy can flat out play. He won twice last year on the Corn Ferry Tour. He's had two tied seconds, two seconds already this year on the PGA Tour. So for for you avid golf fans that don't know who Cameron Young is, go find out who he is. In fact, all over social media yesterday and today, people are like, why doesn't this guy have a Wikipedia page? And then I said to myself, why don't I have a Wikipedia page? But then I laughed. I blew it off. This guy is really, really good. He's a guy you're going to see for the next 10 years. He's he's that good. And which leads me to something that is, is, is all over golf. And you and I, Shu, I think we can talk about this for the next four hours if you wanted to. But it comes to the fact that the Phil Mickelson has stuck his face in the – I'm going to say right now, he's stuck his face in the fucking dirt right now. And that's the only time I'm going to use the F-bomb on this show, I promise you, this week. So if my mother-in-law is watching, it's the only time I'm going to mention it, so we're all good to go. But he came out and is – I don't know what Phil's trying to accomplish. You know, I, I, I and he's getting absolutely ripped to shreds. And I think, I, think, I think what he's – you know, he talked about greed. We talked about it last week on the program. He talked about greed and the money. And I get it. Phil Mickelson's hitting this shot. Tiger Woods is hitting this shot. And yet the PGA Tour owns all the media rights to all this stuff. So these guys, the PGA Tour makes money on it, but these guys don't get anything for it. So he gets with these guys from Saudi Arabia, and, you know, he basically called them scary MFs. Like I said, I wasn't going to cuss again. He's called them scary MFs, and yet it was all building to something to where 20 guys, now whether it's Lee Westwood, <laughs> Henrik Stenson, whoever it might be, guys in their – in their downstage of their career, we're going to create this tour. They were going to get Bryson DeChambeau and things like that. That all came to, to halt yesterday and today with all these PGA Tour players announcing the fact that they are going to stay on the PGA Tour. Now, Bryson's comments were a little bit different because he said he's only going to play where the best players in the world play. What are your thoughts, Hugh? I know we call you the casual, the casual golf fan. And I know you're a little bit more than that, but that's just been your nickname for five years. What are your thoughts? And let's dive into what you think about this. So it's interesting because you know, in you know, my day job, I work in football media, right? And so I am just constantly on Twitter yes. all day watching football-related tweets. It's draft season for me at work, so there's just a lot of attention to that time of year. I saw a tweet come across my timeline this week, and it was from the ESPN story in which the Phil Mickelson quote that has gone around the world was. And I saw the screenshot. I looked at the person who tweeted it, and I said, this can't be a real quote. He can't have in front of a microphone to a reporter said what he said out loud. 
So I sent it to a friend and I said, this can't be a real quote, right? Because it looks like the way it would look on ESPN.com when you take a screenshot, it looks real. It looked like a real comment. And I was like, this, this, this somebody had to have made this up. No, sure enough, it's exactly what Phil Mickelson said. And I was, I was baffled why somebody would, on one hand, come out and admit what everybody knows about the people of Saudi Arabia, the government leadership, and then at the same time be like, that's okay, putting pressure on the PGA Tour. Just a bad look. You can have whatever grievances you want with the PGA Tour. There are channels, proper channels, proper ways to go about your criticisms of the PGA Tour. Openly saying, and I have the quote here, Bernie, so if you will allow me to read, read it. the quote well, yeah, here. Read it. Read quote, it. They killed, speaking about Washington Post reporter and U.S. resident Jamal Khashoggi, and have a horrible record on human rights, is a direct quote from Phil Mickelson. And then he says, quote, they executed people over there for being gay. Knowing all of this, why would I even consider it? Because this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA Tour operates, end quote. That is one of the dumbest things you can ever say ever. What was Phil Mickelson thinking when he uttered those words out loud. To say out loud, these people are murderers. Yes, I know that they did this. I know that they're bad people. But you know what? I'll take a ch I'll, I'll, I'll work with these people to stick it to the PGA. Is your life really that bad, Phil? Are things at the top of the PGA that bad for you and all the millions that you've made that you're going to cozy up to, to use your, your words? Somebody, they, they killed a journalist and they have a horrible record on human rights. Those are your words, your quote. You're going to cozy up to these people? And you're going to admit it out loud to the world. It was just, I, Bernie, I didn't think it was a real quote. I was baffled by it. Baffled. And, and you know what? That quote and him saying it out loud, it was a, it was, it, it rolled downhill. The snowball rolled downhill and all these players were like, well, now I can't, I, 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 I can't, I can't put my name to this. I can't, I can't co-sign and be a part of this tour. We'll just, we're out. We're not doing this. You know, and, and uh, that was well said what you just said. It, it really was. It's. Phil Mickelson, I mean, people are like, oh, he sold his plane. He wants to sell his house. Well, and there's a lot of, and I haven't, I, I can't wait to get the, this book. And it's, I've known Phil since, and I'll just, I'm, I, you know what? I don't care. I've known Phil since he was 20 years old. Okay. Um. And hope my dad doesn't listen to this. God, please. I know we need the views, but please, Dad, don't don't listen to this one. I was he was twenty. Social gambling was legal in the state of Arizona. So this was thirty-two years ago, thirty-one years ago, and I worked for my dad during the day at Phoenix Country Club, and then at night during the social gambling era here in Phoenix. I was the stick guy at a crap game. And I worked for a bunch of guys. They weren't as scary as the these people from Saudi Arabia. But we had to do a house party. And I got paid, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks a night. So I would do I would work with my dad at Phoenix Country Club during the day. I would go do this this cause this casino this casino thing, craps and you know, go to sleep and, you know, make cash, whatever. And we went to this house party in Scottsdale. And it was for Phil Mickelson. And this kid was 20, 21. 
maybe 19. I don't know exactly. And he had just a pile and if I went to my safe right now, I can get a pile of ones. But there was a pile of there was a pile of hundreds, and he just whipped them out, whipped them out, whipped them out, whipped them out, and probably lost I don't know three grand in an hour and left. And we shut down and called it a night. So I don't know I don't know if that has anything to do with with with, with greed. I don't know where I'm. I just had to tell this story. I never told it before to anybody. But it's it, how much money do you need? Honestly, I mean, how much money do you really need if you've got 50 million, 70 million, 100 million? Do you really need or 500 million? I mean, he's made over a billion dollars in endorsements and stuff like that. How much more money do you need? And why would you want to alienate the PGA Tour, which which got you probably 70 percent of your wealth? I know, you know, he does a lot of, you know, advertising and things like that for, you know, on his shirt and his bag and stuff like that. I know he gets money for that. He started to dream that I'm Phil Mickelson. Everybody's going to follow me. You know, whether it's Morikawa, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, who I really think came really close to following him, and other guys like that to to ruin the PGA Tour. I, 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 I see a part of it because he's worried about or he's pissed off about all the you know the the jump up in the air at Augusta on 18 you know the the, the pictures taken and, and PGA Tour makes all the money because of that because they have the rights but I, I I'm gonna have a hard time thinking that Phil Mickelson can walk into a locker room at a PGA Tour event or a Champions Tour event, and have everybody come up to him and say, "Great job, bud." Well, and the, there are there are legitimate gripes that people, golfers, fans, members of the media can have with the PGA. Some of the rules we talk all the time on this show about what a dumb rule yeah. this is. Why? Why do they have this? Why do they have that? We we do that on this show all the time. It's one thing to have those legitimate complaints and want to have those complaints addressed. There's another thing about going about it the way that Phil Mickelson and potentially others, because again, Bernie, correct me if I'm wrong, but no one is officially signed up or linked with this tour. Correct? There is no. We have it. We have this name going. We, there are correct. rumors. Now, Correct. I have a I have a list of high profile names who have come out and said I am not participating. Tiger Woods, Correct. Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, just to name a few of guys who are like Dustin Johnson. Oh, yeah, just uh, you, you keep going. Dustin Johnson. Yeah, I don't want to leave anybody out, but I'm just saying there are people that have come out and have said I will not be participating. But Phil Mickelson comes out, and again, it's his own quote. I, I'm not saying this. You're not saying this. He 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 offered this up as a quote to a reporter, acknowledging what the Saudis have done and have said, but it's okay because I'm going to use it to create change in the PGA Tour. It's ridiculous. It is a ridiculous notion. There are there are ways to create change that do, that are not to the, the level that Phil Mickelson is trying to steep to. You're right. And I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get the, I'm, I'm going to give this guy all the credit in the world. Um, he's, he's part of the, so how this, how this happened is an interview. Let me get this guy's name real quick. Just give the me reporter talk of the story. For a yeah, I have the story up. It's Mark. It's Mark Schleiboff of ESPN. No, is who wrote the story? No, 
No, no, it's not. It's um, the original name is Alan um, Shipnuck. Um, he he's the one that interviewed Phil, and this is how it all transpired. It, it transpired from this interview. You can look look it up while you're there. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm pronouncing the guy's name the right way. Um, he's part of Fire Pit Collective. That 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 that. Monday Q, that Monday Q that we've had on our show, our good friend, he's part of this group. And this is, the, he's the guy that, the reported this. Now, when yes, you say the I ESPN guy, okay, the, so so what has happened? What is, what is and, and this is what sucks about journalism and th- stuff like that. He's the one that started this, but yet everybody else is, is, is making their own story on it and not giving this guy credit for it, which completely sucks. But he's the one, he's the one that, the, the writing a book, the writing a book, and Phil during this time comes out with all this stuff. And, and, um, yeah, that's his name, Alan Shipnick. Yeah. And I I see it here. It's actually in the second paragraph of the story on ESPN.com that it was, it's a, the book is called Phil, the rip roaring and unauthorized biography of golf, golf's most colorful superstar. And he, and Mickelson told Alan Shipnick on, uh, the fire pit collective website Thursday. And that's where the quote is from. And now it's spread like wildfire everywhere. Yeah, listen, I, th- this has been this has been a story since we heard that Greg Norman was going to be a part of this and that this was going to be a thing, right? I mean, this 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 story has been we, we've been talking about this. We have wondered wh- when was this going to come to a head? What players would dis- would play? What players would come out not to play? And you're starting to see players making their decisions or at least publicly taking a stand and saying, no, I'm not going to take part of this. And I I read you a list of players earlier that have already decided to do that. Listen, this story's not going away because I don't think this league, this tour is going away. It's going to have people on it. I mean, what the, the fund that is in charge of this. You you really think that? I think this thing's dead. You don't think in some capacity this is going to go forward? I don't. I, I I don't see how it's. I, I, maybe I'm maybe I'm naive, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't. Who who's going to watch these? Who who wants to watch the Saudi Arabian Champions Tour? Nobody. I mean, you might as well go get Bernhard Longer to go out there and 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 play. I don't. I don't. I don't see this at all. When you get when you get the top players in the world, because that's what people want to watch. People don't want to. Listen, I've met Jason Kokrak. I could. I've met Charlie Hoffman. Nobody's nobody's gonna watch television. I mean, and uh, who's gonna televise it? I don't probably the Saudi Arabian people, but who's who's going out to watch Jason Kokrak, who came out publicly and said, "I want to be there because I want to retire by the age of forty-two, so I can watch my kids grow up and and live their lives." Jason, you have enough money. If you want to retire and you don't want to play the PGA Tour or Saudi Arabia, go ahead and do it. But nobody's going to go out and watch Jason Kokrak, Charlie Hoffman, Phil Mickelson, Lee Westwood, Henrik Stenson, and Justin Rose. There's no way that this thing can, can succeed. No way. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's going to be a success from a television standpoint, from a people wanting to watch it standpoint. I'm just saying it's going to go forward. They are going to do it. What names end up playing in said tour, I think will be determined at a later date. But I don't think it's not going to happen now. I don't think all of a sudden, uh, you know, Greg Norman's going to come out and say, you know what, after the public backlash, we're not doing this anymore. I don't think that's going to happen. This is going to go forward. What names are ultimately on the list of players? I don't know. And yeah, you're seeing high-profile players say, no, thank you. But that doesn't mean that everyone's going to say, no, thank you. There are players that are going to say, no, thank you. There's XFL. Some players that are gonna... 
USFL, XFL. I mean, that's where we're going. Sure. Will they last but, one year, two years? But again, it, like I said, I still think it's going to go forward. Just in what capacity with what talent pool? I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I just, I, 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 I you know, you're you're smarter than I, I and you're I younger than be, I am. Trust you're me, I want to be wrong. I want the 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 pressure of people reacting to Phil Mickelson's comments, to all of the top tier players saying no. I want this to go away, right? I don't want this to be a thing. But it, I don't think it's going to all of a sudden go away. I just don't think that's going to be the case. Well, Rory came out yesterday and said it's dead in the water. I mean, Rory Mac. I mean, those guys know more than, than about what's going on than you and I. And I know Dolby's sure. not here, and I wish Dolby was here um, because he would give more insight. Because I, I, I know for a fact, and, well, I don't know for a fact. I shouldn't say that. But I know that Dolby held back a little bit last week, which was fine. I have no problem with that because he's, you know, he's he works, you know, with 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 guys on the PGA Tour, and he's, you know, he's got media credentials and things like that. So he has to watch his. You know, what are the P's and Q's, which is a stupid statement. But anyway, he he has to watch those a little bit more than than, than I do or you do or whatever. But when Rory McIlroy comes out and says it's dead in the water, I, I, okay, you're a top 10 player in the world. Uh, all these other guys have come out and said, we're out, we're out, we're out. And I don't know if it's because they were scared of the fact that, that they can't play ever again on the PGA Tour because most of them live in the United States. And even those rumors that this thing was going to happen, some events in the United States. But when Rory comes out and says that, I think it's done. I, time will tell, right? I mean, the only thing that's going to be able yeah. to answer this question is where it goes from here. But it's certainly, do you feel, because I certainly felt like it overshadowed the tournament last week. I don't know if it overshadowed the tournament. I think it tried to. But let's go ahead. Say what you're oh, say. I was just gonna say, like, just like for me, and I, I play the role of casual golf fan on the show. That's your role. I, I read the comment early in the week, and it was all I could think about the whole week. Like, it, it, just because of just the the audaciousness of just coming out and saying that out loud to me was just it was just baffling. I, I could not fathom why Phil Mickelson would say that out loud. What's the most baffling thing to me about what's going on right now is the fact that Phil's two of his favorite tournaments are one in both of his backyards, the Waste Management and Riviera. And he didn't play either one of them. Now, is that because he was, I'm not going to say he's afraid. I don't, I mean, I've met Phil and whatever. I don't know if he's confrontational or not. I mean, apparently he is, but he didn't play either one of these two tournaments and they're both in his backyards and he doesn't, he has missed the, Waste management before he, but he doesn't miss Riviera very much. And when you say overshadow, I think I think that the one thing I'll take about this 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 weekend at Riviera was the fact that Tiger was there. Tiger spoke very well. Tiger looked very well, and. He said he was coming back to play golf. I think that's Joaquin Neiman winning the golf tournament and the way he won it is the number one thing. Tiger and Phil were two and three, maybe tied. I don't, I, I don't, I don't think it overshadowed it, but I think it was the, the, the. I think it's 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 a it's a talking point among everybody of what Phil's trying to accomplish. And and like I said, Phil 
he buried himself on this. That's, we, that, 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 that's, that's my opinion. And listen, I, I, like you said earlier, we could talk about this for four hours because I was just baffled by the whole thing. But can we, we, could. Can we t you mentioned something that I think was extremely positive. So can we, can, we, can we get a little happy on the show? Can we be positive and talk about Tiger? Because I thought that was very encouraging. Yeah. Because you I want saw balloons somebody, or something? I saw somebody post on Twitter a picture of Tiger joining the CBS broadcast at the Genesis at Riviera uh -huh. before uh -huh. the accident. And they uh -huh. showed a screenshot of him doing the exact same media hit that he did joining the broadcast uh -huh. now from this past week. And they said, look at these two pictures. And imagine if I told you that one of them was after a car crash and one of them wasn't. And you pick which one was which. You would think they were reversed. He looked yeah. so happy for a guy who was just in a very bad car accident less than a year ago that potentially... He's going to try. Could have potentially ended his playing career, and he looks like his, it, it, it could have, it could have ended his life. Could have ended his life. Yeah, it was this is a serious car crash. Absolutely correct. And he looked so just so joyful this week, and 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 talking. And he was asked about you know playing again, and he was joking. He's like, listen, I can chip really well. I can putt really well right now. My irons are pretty good. The long stuff we're not there yet. Walking a course we're not there yet. And but but you can see him talking. And listen, there is. We talk about him on the show a lot because for a, a, a big generation, mine included, he is golf. He is synonymous with the word golf. He is synonymous with the sport of golf. Tiger Woods is. Him being relevant, no matter in what capacity, obviously a positive capacity, I meant in terms of his playing, his, his playing ability. Sure. Him being out there playing golf is good for the game. It just is. It is good for the game to see him out as an ambassador to the game like he was this past week, to see him play. I still will... will What he did at the Masters, winning that after everything that he had been through, is the, the greatest sporting achievement I have seen in my lifetime. I will argue with anybody about that. Him playing is good for the game of golf. Him being out there is good for the game of golf. So to see that this past week, that was something that really... that, that I, I got... I got some happiness out of that. He he he's in a good place. He's clearly getting better. Playing is on the table again. To just to see him happy, uh, healthy, and and again when he played with Charlie at that one tournament, that was another great moment. And so we're, we're, it that was nice to see. I, I I was very happy to to see Tiger out in the public at the Genesis this past weekend and talking with the media. And it just it it seemed like a different Tiger from the last time we saw him at that tournament. The reason Phil Mickelson has the money he has, the reason Jason Kokrak has the money he has, the reason that Charlie Hoffman, who can you're taking, can you're taking us a, you're taking us a negative place again. You're taking us no, down a negative. It's because of Tiger. It's because of this guy. This mm -hmm. guy has this guy created the opportunity for these guys to make 1.6, 1.8. Two, whatever Neiman won this week, over $2 million. He created the opportunity for these guys to do that. And that's what, that's what in, the, in the back of my mind, pisses me off because these guys who want to jump ship to do all this, Tiger, Tiger made you guys. Tiger made you. And, and, and to see him this week, to see him walk up the 51 or 53 steps to the clubhouse at 18 on Riviera, was one of the coolest things in the world. And I've said this on this show before. And I said it back when we were live on radio, you know, a few years ago. I said it back in 1997. I was anti-Tiger, totally anti-Tiger, because everybody thought, oh, this guy's going to come kill the world, kill the world. I'm like, no, you're wrong. I was wrong. I changed allegiance. I'm a huge Tiger fan. And as I've said before, not off the course, 
but on the course. Sure. I'm a huge Tiger fan. And Tiger Tiger has made these guys, and they need to appreciate that. So what you just said, seeing him and, and smiling and, and talking to Rory McIlroy and walking up the 53 or 50, whatever stairs it was, I'm excited. I hope he comes back. I hope he's successful. But my God, Tiger, the greatest player of all time, he made all these guys, period. And he doesn't have to win again. He doesn't no, even he really does have to. He doesn't even really have to play well again. He doesn't. You know what? I'll say it. He doesn't really have to play again. If he doesn't want to, if after everything that has gone on, some of it self-imposed. Obviously, you talk about not being a fan of him off the off the course, and there are plenty of reasons to not be a fan of Tiger Woods off the course. Uh, we would take a whole another show to go through all of that stuff. But we would. There is this. He is he he is just meant so much to the game, and if he wanted to step away and never do anything again, that is well within his right. He is definitely able to do that. But I think the competitive spirit in him, the competitive nature in him, he wants to be out there. He wants to compete. He wants to give it another go. I think he's going to. He's clearly trying to do so. And whatever happens, as a golf fan, listen. I I, I thought as a golf fan, what happened at the Masters that was house money because that that should have never happened. That should have never taken place. He should have never been able to do what he did those four days at Augusta. Should have never happened, but it did. And it again, it's one of the greatest sporting things I've ever seen uh, in my lifetime. So if he if he plays again, great. If he doesn't play again, that that's fine. If he plays well, so be it. But but again, I just thought to be positive for just a second. There was that was a lot. Of, that was some good stuff last week. So Tiger playing and being competitive is like having deserted dinner, right? I mean, you're having the entree, and then all of a sudden, then you know the waiter walks up and's like, you know, anything for dessert. I mean, in your in your mind, in your opinion, I mean, having you know a, a ice cream or a chocolate cake. Yep. for dessert is 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 what you're saying, right? It it would be it, it's the icing on top of the cake. It does not need to happen. If it were to be there, so be it. Like that's the way I view it, and I think that's the way a lot of other people view it. I think people viewed the last comeback like that because Bernie. I, again, I keep bringing this up, but before the Masters, he wasn't playing all that well. He came back. No. He won. He won the what was it? The Tour Championship that he won. And then he won at, um, was it the Zozo for his 80, whatever that number was, the record breaker, right? He had those two. And then that was about it. He didn't really compete well in the Masters. He didn't, uh, in, the, in the majors. He didn't compete well on a regular basis for the tournaments that he played because he had such a, just a weird schedule. And then the craziness of the rain coming in. All, just, I can think all these different moments from that four-day stretch at Augusta. of Just all those weird things that happened. Like, that shouldn't have happened, and it did. And so anything that happens after this, if he's in contention on a Sunday, to see the Tiger Red, to see the gallery, like, that that's just, you know, that's that's gravy. Like, that, it doesn't have to happen for me to, to have enjoyed being able to watch Tiger Woods play golf. Would you have gone to the waste management if Tiger was playing? I've only been to the Open once. And I was working. I was doing radio at the time. You're, you're a casual golf fan. Casual golf fan. And the only time I've been, I was working. So I didn't get a chance to take part in any of the, uh, the festivities, being able to watch the golf. Um, yeah, if, because I've never seen Tiger play in person. So like, if, if I knew he was playing the Open, just to, just to see him tee off once, just to stand there and see him in the box and see him tee off and follow him for just one hole. Like, just one hole. I wouldn't follow him all day would be great. But just one hole, just to get to see it once. That would be something special for me. So, yeah, if, if Tiger played in a golf tournament and I was nearby, obviously the Phoenix Open's right in our backyard, but if I happened to be traveling and he was playing in a tournament, I would, I would go out of my way to try to see him. Yeah, for sure. 
Would you go to uh, the Waste Manager Phoenix Open to see Phil Mickelson? I would not. No, I would not. I would not go out of my way to see Phil Mickelson. But Tiger's the only player that I feel that strongly about in terms of wanting to see them as a player. Maybe nobody, on, nobody Victor, else. Vic, Victor Hovland's my guy, you know? So maybe Victor Hovland. That's my dude. <laughs> that is so funny that, that you have. And I, I think I've said this on the show, and if I haven't, uh, one of my good friends, Chad Patton, uh, is best friends with Shane Knight, who caddies for Victor Hovland. I actually told him about that story, and he said if you ever needed tickets, he would actually give you tickets. To Let's go, go see him. Let's go. We get to see Victor. That's my dude. So, so a Victor Hovland, Tiger Woods twosome. You're oh, in. That, I, I'm all eighteen, baby. We're walking the whole eighteen with him all day long. You're fight. You're fighting fifty thousand people to go watch that. You're gosh darn right, I am. You are gosh, gosh darn, darn right. I am. You're gosh darn right. I am. <laughs> trying to, listen, you used up our cursing earlier, so I got to keep it clean here the rest of the show. Okay? No, I, I only use mine. I only no. use my. You, <laughs> we we, we have a limited allotment on the show. I, I'm trying to, you know, I got to save it. We have who you got too, and I might have to curse because I wasted a good player. So I'm. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that I know. A, it was that was bad. A bad. I know. Okay, so so let, let let's sum this. Let's let's sum this 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 Mickelson thing up oh. real quick. If you, if you, uh, no, we, we have, it's the, it's a huge thing that we can move on for. We can have fun. We can laugh. You can make your shitty pick for who you got. And then we just go on. Do do you think Phil Mickelson plays another event on the PGA tour before the masters? How about that? Do How I about me just putting you on the spot? Do I think it's Phil like five Mickelson weeks away? Plays another tournament. Before the Masters. So can I answer your question with a question? Yeah. Is Phil playing in the Masters in this scenario? God damn it, Shu. What the, you're not supposed to come back with stuff. This well, this is stuff this is stuff that 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 you're like you're you're trying to pull a doll beyond me right now. No, no, I'm not and, and he's he, not here. Okay, let me walk you through my thought process. If he's playing in the Masters, he's gonna play once because he's gonna want to get a warm-up round in. He's gonna want to play one event to warm up. Before the Masters. You can't just go into the Masters cold turkey. You just can't do it. So if he's playing in the Masters, in this, you, sure, it's a choice. It is a choice. You can choose to do this. I personally wouldn't. I played golf this past weekend on Sunday. For, I haven't played in eight months. Would not recommend. Okay? It was some bad golf out there. Some poor play. Need told me to teach me a couple things. So I don't think if he's playing in the Masters, I think he's going to play once. So I will say yes because I'm assuming he plays in the Masters. If you were going to tell me he's not going to play in the Masters, then no, he does not play in the next five weeks. I, I was very noncommittal. I know. I, I I found a way to answer the question. No, no yes that's fine. No, no noncommittal is fine. Noncommittal is fine. But you just brought up. I mean, you just shot something through my head here. I mean, I'm only on my first beer and my first Jameson. But I, God, I'm, could you imagine if Phil Mickelson skipped the Masters? Right. I mean, and I can't see it. I, but, and that's the thing. I can't see it either, which is why I think he plays. Because they, because Tiger used to do this all the time, right? The, the, during the comeback, he used to play in the um, the match play event in Texas, right? The, yeah, the group yeah. format. That was his... That, yeah, that was, sometimes. Sometimes. But that, yeah. was, that was one of the events that he would play in the lead-up, especially during, this, the, during the comeback when with the back, he can't play all these events. That was the one that he would pick. So, and it was with an eye for getting his game in shape for the Masters. Phil, same thing. He's going to want to get his game in shape for the Masters. And so he's going to play at some point if he's playing Augusta, which I would be shocked if he didn't. It's a major championship. 
It's not so much a major. I don't care about the major championship thing. I don't. I don't care about that. Oh, Masters is from, the Masters. You think just from a playing to be in front of the media, get asked questions, have to answer. Yes. Have that how, how much? How how much shit do you think he? If he if he oh. if he waits until the Masters, how much shit is he going to take at the press conference on the Tuesday at the Masters? I mean, he's going to get absolutely ridiculed and berated by all the media. I mean, there's oh, going to yeah. be media. There's going to be media that. He thinks are friends. They've had, you know, they get along. But there's going to be people that have to ask the tough questions. And 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 mm-hmm. a lot of times, and you know this, you you've been through this stuff, and I have too. You know, you go into an interview and you ask the the layup question, or here's here here's the softball. You know, hey, you know how how's everything going? And it's not going to happen. Whatever his first tournament back is, that press conference will be. Sure. Uh, hopefully nationally televised by Golf Channel and whoever because it's going to be it's going to be one that I don't know that Phil will be able to handle. I know he's a strong individual as far as his words and you know he's become a Twitter sensation and he made all that PIP money this year by the stuff that he did. But that first press conference that he has at whatever tournament it is going to be is going to be it's not going to be one of those Five minute ones, unless he ends it like this. I'm done. Sure, and I think, and I, I think to your point, because of where the comments came from, the comments were given to uh, a reporter who is or a journalist reporter who was writing a book on him, right? And so he gave those comments Correct. in his conversation Correct. about said book. This is not a press conference media availability where a reporter can ask a follow up question. Could you have imagined if he said that quote in a media setting with forty reporters in the room? The follow up, every follow up no. question would have been about that. And so you're right. The next time he does speak, the next time he is out there at one of these events, whether it's the Masters or it's an event sooner, it's an event after, whatever the case may be, his next public appearance, this is going to be a story. This is going to be a question he's going to have to answer for it. But guess what? I don't have to answer for it. You don't have to answer for it. He's the one that said it. He's the one that said the quote that I read earlier. That's on him. Not on not on, not on you, not on me, not on any of the reporters in that room, not on any of the other golfers. It is on Phil Mickelson and Phil Mickelson only because he's the one who said that. He's the one who, who, who made that quote. And I'm, I'm, and, and everybody that watches this knows me. I'm not afraid. Um, but to skate, to say scary MFs, I mean, because I already used the f bomb. Yeah, you used your one to say, on the show. Yeah. To, 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 to say scary MFs, and then continue to think that you're gonna, like, I, I get it. And I, and I saw, I saw where it's gonna be forty players, and the last guy gets ninety two thousand dollars. And you get $92,000 to beat nobody in the field. You know, like Kokrak said, I can retire by the time I'm 42. I, 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 it's this, this whole thing, I, I'm glad because I, I'll be honest. Three weeks ago, four weeks ago when I heard about this, I'm like, oh, this is going to have some, you know, this is going to be some stress in the PGA Tour. Three weeks ago, I'm like, yeah, it's going to be some stress. Two weeks ago, I'm like, yeah, maybe not so much. Last week, I'm like, yeah, there's still some credibility. And then this week, I'm like, no, it's done. And I just I, I I'm glad because because all these players whether they want to be greedy or not, and this is the end of the Phil Mickelson comment on me. I, I, my dad's a huge fan of Phil Mickelson. I'm I'm not a big fan of Phil Mickelson. I never have. I thought he was fake, but that's just me. Um, has he done good things from charity and things like that? Yeah. But Bernie, um, hold on. Can I stop you? Know. you? Can I stop you real quick? Because you can be a fan of Phil Mickelson, and you can it, you can 
point out all of the good things that he has done while also saying this is a really dumb comment, a really stupid thing to say, and Phil Mickelson needs to own up to his comment. Like those two things can be true. You can be a fan of Phil Mickelson and be like, dude, what the heck were you thinking? Like, what what is wrong with you that you're one going to go play in this tour and two you're going to say what you said? Right? You could those two things can work. And if because of what he said, you no longer want to be a fan, think you're well within your right to feel that way. Right? I'm sort of in the middle on Phil. I think Phil is an acquired taste. I think you're either going to love him or you're going to hate him. And for a lot of people, it it kind of goes one way or the other. I, think, I don't think there's a middle ground on Phil. I am not not particularly a huge fan, and so this comment like didn't really make me feel any differently about Phil than I did before in this because I wasn't really a big fan of Phil, but it's just one of those things where it's like, all right, dude, like you, you said it, like you got it. You got to deal with the repercussions of your own words. I have a day job. Um, believe it or not, I do not make a living doing this podcast. The most inconsistent and I have a day golf podcast on the web. <laughs> That's correct. We've heard, I've heard that before. Yeah. Um, and, Today at my day job, a very and I'm not like I'm not mentioning names, so don't even don't even tweet at me, don't even okay. text me. Okay. A very uh, famous, I wouldn't say famous. He's he's won five times on tour. Came into to where I work and. All right, hold on, hold on. Searching players who have won no, five yeah. times on tour. Hold on, <laughs> no, players. No, don't, hold on. Don't you do can it. hear the keyboard typing. Players who have won. So times he came. Tour. He came. He, he came into. He came into my to my establishment, and uh, um, the last thing I said to him was, "How about all the shit that Phil's created?" And he basically turned around and went, "Unbelievable." And that was it. And it just goes. I don't think that Phil can ever have a. There's no way that Phil Mickelson ever be a Ryder Cup captain. You can. You can. Whoever has money. Whoever has money somewhere on the fact that Phil Mickelson will ever win a right, uh, ever be a Ryder Cup captain, you, you, you've lost. There's, there's no way, no possible way. I almost wanted to say the F word again. No, please, there's don't. no way th that the PGA of America would ever let Phil Mickelson be a Ryder Cup captain. I'm telling you right now, that you can bet on. The other way, you can't. I, I agree. I, I agree with you, 100. Uh, percent and I think I, I think I've been very strong in my uh, disdain with what Phil said, and just the just everything about what has been going on with this this new tour league, whatever it's being called. It's time for who you got. There you go. Presented by our go. good friends at Burrito Express Joint. All right. Well, we, I made some headway last week. No. As you can tell by the uh, scoreboard no. back here. Yeah. Yeah. Back there. So last week. I had uh, Thigala. Remember the guy from the uh, Waste Management Phoenix Open mm -hmm. that uh, almost won the tournament? He had a good week last week. He finished 48th. Yeah. But that was good enough to beat Bubba Watson and yeah. Shoe's pick yeah. of Dustin Johnson. Yeah. Now, the good thing for you, Shoe, this is the good thing for you. There's no good thing coming out of that. Well, there is, because Bubba Watson bogeyed the last hole to tie Dustin Johnson. Right. So you got you got a one and a half points instead of the one. So as we look right now, I'm trending upward. It's fine. And you guys are trending downward. Yeah. So so me being the first so go ahead. No, I I was just gonna say I, I'm not I'm not I'm not upset about finishing where I did and only getting a point and a half 
Uh, I, oh, you're worried. You're you're mad. You're mad that you you wasted Dustin Johnson. That, that's, that's what, what I'm mad about. about. I'm, I'm mad that now the majors are going to come around and I don't have Dustin Johnson to pick. That that's what I'm more upset about. When I pick when and, I pick a big time player, I need a big time performance, and I didn't get it this week. And I got the gala out of the way because you know I might have picked him later down the road. Yeah, okay. So you get to go first. Yeah, I am. So this week, please, don't. I am taking I, a. I, a four, hold on, you're third this week, so I don't even think about So I'm taking a former Masters champion. Okay, I'm safe. I'm taking Louis Oosthuizen. It's all yours. That, that's what last I time, Last time so, I took Louis Oosthuizen, he didn't participate in the tournament, so I'm, I'm done with Louis. Louis and I are on bad terms right now. Yeah, you got a zero that week. Um, so I got this fax today. Yep. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't have fax machines. But I got this fax from Dalby. He's up visiting his father in uh, in Seattle, and Dalby is taking. God, I hope you have. I hope this is the guy you want, and so does Dalby because you pissed him off last week. But Dalby is taking Tommy Fleetwood. That is not my guy. I did consider Tommy, but I did not. Tommy Fleetwood, not my guy. So well, just, your guy, just didn't you? I'm just going to let everybody in on a little secret because I think people, you know. Being atop the who you oh, got everybody, standings, everybody wants to know how I come to these picks every week, right? I think everyone's <laughs> super intrigued. So I oh, I get go, emails, I get emails daily yeah, about this. How yeah. did you do it? Yeah. So I, how do I you guys to, come up with that? No, they, they, what, here's what they say: How do you guys, how do you guys do a golf show and come up with a guy that finished 48th? Yeah. And a guy, and, and there are two guys that have missed cuts. And I mm -hmm. said, well, it's a lot of strategy and a lot of That's right. a lot of uh, guessing. Yep. So what I do is I go to PGA Tour early in the week, right before, maybe a couple hours before we record the show, and I look at the power rankings that they have for the tournament. And I just go through it. I'm like, oh boy. all right, any, any good information here? Any players that I think have played well recently? Anybody that's speaking to me? Somebody, some, normally, it's not any of the guys in the, on the list. Today, somebody spoke to me. The oh guy boy. who's ranked number two on the power rankings for the Honda Classic this week. Going back to his home state. Oh, who is it? He's playing well as of late. I'm going to read you for here. Billy Horschel. Guy's only missed two cuts in the last 12 months. Give me Billy Horschel. You're gosh darn right. Billy Horschel's my pick this week. Yuck. Not a fan. Not a fan. Well, I, know I, gotta, that's, that I, just, I lost Dustin Johnson, Bernie. I lost Dustin Johnson. I am, I am reeling from the loss of one of the best players on tour that I don't have for the rest of the year. It's February 21st. I can't pick Dustin Johnson for the remainder of the season. And what, You're right. And, You're right. And how well did he play for me? He missed the cut. But you got a point and a half out of that's, him because Bubba great. Watson. That's great. I could have picked. I got to pick a bunch of other players. That there was seventy four other guys that made the cut that you could have taken. That I could have had that would have got me more points than Dustin Johnson got me this week. It's unbelievable. Will you start getting serious in this then? I mean, you have the lead. I mean, you don't don't be like uh, don't be like. Uh, Indiana tonight against Ohio State, who had an eight or nine point lead and blew that. Thank no, you. No, 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 no. I'm guessing. Don't I'm do guessing that. There was, I'm guessing there were a couple of dollars wagered on that, but we'll save that for the post show. Um, no, I'm, I am. Doesn't I am, post. I am trying to win this thing. I, I have staked my claim. You guys are the golf experts. I'm the golf casual. How great would it be if I win? Who you got? So I understand. The, the people that I, listen, I think the people are on my side. I think the fans of this show are rooting for me to win. I really do. But because you're the casual golf fan, because I represent the casual golf fan, and I certainly did it on Sunday when I played. So, 
speaking of uh, before we uh, get out of this, uh, uh, my MGM account this week. Oh no, didn't do very well. Baseball's yeah. coming back, though, Bernie. You'll be okay. When's it coming back? Oh, it, we're we're trending in the right direction. Baseball's going to start. So the same guy that I complimented on the beginning of the program, this Chris Severson dude, mm-hmm. uh, he he came to me. He doesn't really give me much golf input because I'm I'm pretty good at at this. I'm actually, believe it or not, and I swear on my mother's or my uh, wife's life that she just walked home because the dogs are barking. That I actually make money betting golf. But this week I took a flyer on Matthew Fitzpatrick, who got food poisoning on Wednesday. So all my bets were canceled, and I listened to this Chris Severson guy, and he goes, I got a guy this week. I got a guy. I said, right, <laughs> Hold on. Got? Hold on. I got to pull up the scoreboard because this guy probably withdrew after, like, first hole. No. And he goes, uh, Francesco Molinari. It's no. his home course. He's a, mem- he's a member there. This is a lock. So what do yep. I do? Let me check I listen to him. I listen yeah. to him. Hold on here. Oh, there's Win, Francesco. Top five, yeah. top ten, top twenty. None of them. His only good round. Only good round was the last round of the tournament. Yeah. Oh, got him to got him to yeah. tie for fifty fifth. So there you go, Bertie. Fifty fifth. And you know what's funny? You cannot bet top fifty five on any of these sites. Really, I'm shocked. So my 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 one five ten and twenty negative. So that's it. Hey, shoe, dude. I enjoyed this. This was fun. You know what? Let's. Let's do this again without Dolby. I, mean, I could have picked Seamus Power and gotten the same amount of points and could have kept <coughs> Dustin Johnson. And then look what you I did. Could have, you could have picked anybody. You could have picked uh, Neiman and got I a win picked, and got yourself six points. I could have picked points. Francesco Molinari and I would have done well. Yeah. Hey, shoot. Thanks, bud. Really appreciate oh, it. It was a blast. Um, yeah, this actually was a blast. And maybe maybe this show maybe could be changed to Out of Bounds with uh, Bernie and Schubert. No, don't do that to Dolby. Come on, don't do that to the, to the man. Nah, I love Dolby. I love Dolby too much. He's up in Seattle with his dad. But, uh, hey, everybody, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll uh, hopefully, and like I said, we're inconsistent. Hopefully we're back up next week. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, everybody.